Welcome to the John Gets Games podcast, where in today's episode, you'll be hearing the audio from the update vlog for June 2021. In that video, I discussed some general updates, like how I'm uh, going to be experimenting with live video in the next month, as well as uh, mentioning that I was a guest on a different podcast, uh, the Going Analog podcast, and I'll talk about that later. Uh, now, I'll also have a shifting shelf segment where I'm going to talk about quite a few games I finally decided to remove from my collection, and several that I added in, and of course, I'll finish this out by discussing my upcoming schedule for the next few weeks. Now, as always, I do want to mention that the only reason this podcast is being made is because of the direct support that comes in through the Patreon campaign for the channel. If you enjoy listening to my vlogs in podcast form like this, then I do hope that you would consider directly supporting the channel, and you can learn more about that by going to patreon.com slash games. The final thing I'd like to ask is that if you have any questions or comments about anything I say today, that you leave those as a comment on the YouTube page for the vlog, and you can find a link to that in the description of this podcast. Uh, all right, let's now jump into the general updates. And as always, I'll have a brief Patreon campaign update. There were six new people that joined into the campaign over the last month, uh, which is lower than the previous month, but very few people left. So overall, it was still a good month. And um, as always, I'm so thankful for everyone who has been supporting this channel through Patreon. Uh, the next general update I'd like to talk about has to do with live video. Uh, now, for the last couple of months, I've been experimenting with doing more live video, um, not a ton more. <laughs> Still, most of my content is uh, pre-recorded and edited like this, but I have tried to do a live top 10 as well as a live good games vlog, and both of those went well. Um, but one interesting piece of advice that I got in particular from uh, Richard Hamm from Rado Runs Through uh, in a comment on one of those videos was suggesting I consider not editing those live videos at all, uh, maybe just recording them live and leaving them out there as they are. And um, at first I balked at that because, you know, on this channel for the last seven years, essentially everything that I've done has been edited, including all of the live stuff that I've recorded. I've taken it, put it into uh, Final Cut Pro, cut it all up, and then re-uploaded it. But the more I've thought about it, the more I think I want to give this a try. And there are two main reasons for that. Uh, the first is, well, all of the people who watch the live feed essentially those numbers don't, uh, they're lost. I guess that's a, a short way to say it. Uh, when I do the live feed, um, it's usually a few hundred people that watch. And then when I edit and re-upload, the count starts back at zero. And YouTube really cares about those numbers as far as how they push uh, my videos and the algorithm, as far as how the um, advertising works and all of that. So it's a little unfortunate to lose access to those um, people, essentially those numbers, and I think I want to give this a try. I did say there was another reason for that, and that had to do with time. It does take some time for me to edit these vlogs. Um, it's usually not crazy. It, it tends to be about 150% um, the overall time it took to actually record them. But, you know, if it took me an hour and 15 minutes to record it, then that means it's going to take me close to two hours to edit, and I could spend those two hours doing something else, potentially. Um, now, I will still be editing the audio down for the podcast, but that should be quite easy overall. I should be able to just take care of that in like 10 minutes. I say should be able to, this is an experiment I'm going to try. Uh, now, what this means, though, is I'm going to have to invest more time into getting ready for these live videos early. And it also means that I'm going to have to try and make a video that I don't mind having um, out there, not being edited. Uh, I, I tend to have large gaps when I'm doing these live videos. I say these, this isn't live. But when I do live videos, I tend to have gaps where I'm reading through the chat for like maybe 30 or 40 seconds, and then I answer things, and I'm always 
fine with that because I know I'm going to edit that out in post. But if I'm not going to be editing it at all, well, that's going to change things. Uh, and this actually brings me to one other thing that I'm going to try to work into my live videos, and that is the chat on screen. Um, this is something that most people do, having the live feed of the uh, YouTube chat or Twitch chat or whatever they're streaming on, having it actually on the screen itself. And I have been wary of doing that, I guess, because I like to have complete control over everything that I put out with the editing and whatnot. But I realized that if I'm going to try to do this without editing it in post, I'm going to essentially need that chat on screen to, to work with it alongside so that people can see what is being asked. And also, it's possible that that might help engagement overall. I know that people uh, like to see those kind of things happen. Uh, I will admit that part of my reticence has been worries over moderation. Um, you know, what if somebody says something that I don't want up on my video? Well, uh, I can't really think of anything that's happened in the past year and a half where somebody said a comment that I was particularly worried about. So I guess I'm just fortunate <laughs> to have that happen. And, you know, I guess I can just figure it out on the fly and hopefully that won't be a problem. There are ways to remove comments and, you know, it's, it's all an experiment to see how this goes. So I'm planning on doing that for the live uh, Q&A that's going to be happening next week that I'll talk about the specific scheduling for later on. Um, I am also going to be doing a live top 10 list this month. It's going to be a top 10 rondelle games, and I get to do some research. There's some Rondell games I've never gotten around to playing, so I'm going to make that happen before, so that's kind of fun. Um, and I'm planning on having that try uh, being live live as well, ha having it not be edited afterwards. It does mean I'm going to have to essentially just launch in, because I don't really like having minutes of dead time at the beginning of the videos, and um, I'm not really sure how the intros are going to work, but I'll figure all this out. It's it's an experimentation, and I will very likely do a Good Games vlog at some point this month. I, I've only done one live Good Games vlog, and it went quite well. I was very happy with it, um, but I haven't been putting out many of those recently, and that's mostly because I've been playing my favorite games from last year over and over again, especially now that I'm starting to play some games with people in real life. I'm bringing in, you know, Lost Runes of Arnak and Beyond the Sun and Anno 1800, which I've already covered before um, in the uh, Good Games vlogs, which is why there haven't been as many of those. But either way, if I am successful in delving into some more Rondell games, and if I like them, then that should make at least one Good Games vlog happen, and that will be live live. And we'll see how this goes. Maybe it'll be a train wreck, and I won't like it at all, and I'll change my mind next month. We'll just have to see. Um, all right, the next general update is going to be a quick one. I just wanted to say that I was invited to be a guest on the Going Analog podcast, and I recorded that last weekend, and I believe it's going to be coming out um, either the day that this update vlog comes out or within a couple of days. So there's going to be a link down below in the description that should take you directly to that podcast or uh, to that episode or to this, the general uh, podcast uh, website if they haven't posted it just yet. Uh, but it was interesting. We talked about um, not only you know trying to be full-time in the board game media sphere, but we also discussed, um, in particular, what the word elegance means to all of us. It was kind of a discussion topic podcast, and they asked me what I wanted to talk about, and I've always found the word elegance to be interesting uh, from the purpose of how you describe games. So if that interests you at all, then please check the uh, Going Analog podcast out, um, the most recent one as of now. And again, there should be a link down below uh, once that is out there. All right, the final general update is a little bit of a just taking my pulse one. Um, you might not have noticed, but I have been putting out less videos than normal, a little bit less. Um, and behind the scenes, things have been a little bit rushed, I suppose is one way to put it. Uh, for the previous 
six or seven months, uh, not including, I guess, the last month and a half, uh, for the early parts of this year and, and parts of last year, I did a really good job of getting ahead. I usually was working on videos that I'd be publishing one to three weeks out, and that was great. That meant at all times I was, you know, I had a lot of uh, uh, leeway. I had a lot of lag time um, that if something came up, that's fine, the videos are done. But for some reason, the last six weeks or so, I have been having a really hard time maintaining that to the point where for, I think, easily the last four weeks, if not essentially the last six weeks, I've been making a video and posting it, making a video and posting it. Um, like this one, I'm making this today and I'm going to post it tomorrow. And then uh, right here on the table is the next tutorial that I'll be filming, which is Merchant's Cove. And I hope to publish that one in like three or four days. So again, I'm not working on getting ahead. I'm just kind of keeping up with my current pace, which is fine until something you know, unexpected goes on, and then that could really disrupt the schedule. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. Uh, I think it's just some motivation problems, uh, definitely having trouble being as uh, productive as I would like to be. Um, you know, there's good days and bad days, but uh, in general, I think the output's been all right. It definitely has slowed down a bit. Uh, a week or two ago, I put out one video in that week, and that was the first time this entire year that I've only put out one video. In general, I put out three to four videos this year. Um, I average about three, with a few weeks uh, putting out twos and a few weeks putting out fours. So putting out one instead of the average of three was a bit of a uh, wake up sign for me. I was like, oh my goodness, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm really uh, running on the edge here. So it's not like I'm burning out. It's just that I'm having trouble getting as ahead as I'd like to be. And we'll just have to see. I'm trying to, you know, frame this in my mind, trying to keep it present in my mind. And also we have some friends coming into town for a few days in a few weeks. And so that's something I have to keep in mind that I won't be working those days. So I have to make sure it's all going to work out and it should. This is not a doom and gloom type thing. It's just, you know, what's been going on behind the scenes, me trying to rejigger things to get back onto a safer schedule, if that makes sense. Uh, I guess this, this doesn't have anything to do with this specific update, but um, I did want to mention that along with everything else that's been going on, I've also been, you know, poking around with some other ideas. Uh, I'm not actually going to... Uh, other ideas about content. I'm not actually going to describe the details of it right now, but I will say that, you know, amongst all of the, the stuff that I'm putting out right now, I am trying to experiment. I am trying to think outside the box a little bit, and um, I'm not, again, going to announce anything, but I'm hopeful uh, about some ideas, and maybe I'll have more to say at the beginning of next month. We'll just have to see, but um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and hopefully I can get a little bit more ahead so I have, uh, I feel a little bit safer <laughs> going to sleep each night uh, that, um, you know, if suddenly I can't work for a week because something happens. It doesn't blow up my schedule. Uh, either way, that is going to finish up the general updates. So now we can move on to the shifting shelf. Um, this month, I made a tough decision and removed quite a few games. It looks like seven games? Yeah. Uh, and uh, every single one of these games are good. Every single one of these games I have enjoyed playing, but every single one of these games that I'm uh, removing, they just, they've been sitting on the shelf for a long time. They're not really getting played. And um, I actually had a discussion with Jessica about all of these, because this is our collection. And some of these, we just finally decided this is the month. Uh, we've got massive piles of games all over the house. We really need to start being a little bit more serious about culling to get things into a, you know, fire safe position. And so talking about these, the first one is Chronicles of Crime, which is a, you know, fully cooperative detective sleuthing story type game, which we played a couple times. And um, I think I liked it more than most other people in my group. And I, I enjoyed the couple of plays that we had. We did not exhaust all of the scenarios, but we haven't actually gotten back to it in well, I think easily a year, maybe two years. So I think it's probably time to remove that one. Uh, next up is Kingsforge, which is a game I backed on the original Kickstarter for it, which was a long time ago. I mean, 
maybe 2012, something like that. I didn't do my homework. Uh, but this is a nice pool building game, which it lets you roll massive pools of dice. Uh, honestly, it's a quite a fun game. And a few months ago, Jessica and I played this one, two players, after not having touched it for like four years. And we enjoyed it. But after that play, we realized that we're essentially done with it. Um, it's a fun game. We enjoyed that play. It's not like we got rid of it because we didn't enjoy that two-player uh, experience. But we played it a lot many years ago, and coming back to it was fun. But we just realized there's a lot of other games to get to. Um, after that is Luxor, which is a really cool lightweight um, game about raiding a uh, pharaoh's tomb, which thematically isn't stellar. But this is a Rudiger Dorn title, which I uh, did a full playthrough of, pretty sure, on the channel, and I enjoy it. But like all of these others, it's been sitting on the shelf, not getting played. And when you consider this or that to other games of similar weights, it just seemed like this one wasn't really winning out. Um, Magnastorm is on the other side of the weight scale. It's not the heaviest game ever, but it's certainly on the heavy side. And this is a game I picked up at Essenspiel, I think in 2017 or 18, one of those two. And I was super excited about it. And I played it two or three times. And I like the idea of this game more than I actually liked the playing of it. It's got this really, really cool um, uh, incentivization worker board matrix that I'm not going to go into the details of. But as you take actions, you are incentivizing other actions. So there's this tipping point, essentially, where there's top actions and bottom actions. When you take top, top actions, you put them down to the bottom, which changes the incentive to do other different things. And the actual, you know, where the rubber meets the road in this game has this crazy planet where you're moving these little turtle machines around, uh, trying to score points, trying to stay away of this magnetic storm. That was all fine. I just really liked that action selection uh, system. And that's not enough for me to keep it around. I haven't played it in uh, many years now, at least um, a couple of years. And um, I'm hoping to see something similar from that action selection in the future because I think it's a really exciting idea. I just unfortunately didn't enjoy the game so much. And I kept keeping it in the collection because of that action selection system, which ultimately wasn't good enough for this month. It finally got called. After that is Sabotage, which is a fascinating game. It's uh, a team-based, two people versus two people. Uh, it's a hidden movement type of game of two people trying to stealth into an evil laboratory while the other two people are in control of that evil laboratory, and you're trying to figure out where people are, and you're trying to get points in a couple of different ways. I covered my impressions of this one, um, I think, shortly before the pandemic. So I think that was a year, uh, maybe a, a year plus a little bit ago. And I enjoyed it well enough, but there's a lot of rules for it. And it only plays four players, essentially. There, I think you could play two players with an app. And I, again, I think I like the idea of this game more than I actually enjoyed playing it. And it's a pretty sizable box. So I think this is the month to finally remove it. Uh, after that is Tiny Towns, which is a neat game that I did a sponsored uh, playthrough for a couple of years ago, where everybody is um, simultaneously building their own little town, putting cubes down, trying to match up different shapes to put buildings down to score victory points. And um, it's got a same input type of thing where um, one person on their turn says, everybody places a red cube, and then everybody places a red cube, you pass the token, and then that person says, everybody places a yellow cube, and you all do it. Um, it's a fascinating little game, but again, when we this or that it compared to some other ones, we decided it's probably not actually going to see play. We haven't played it in a few years. Again, I think I like the idea of this game more than the actual fun value that I got out of it. Um, it is a fun game, but um, the mechanics alone aren't enough, I think, for us to keep it around. And again, 
All of these games are good. We enjoyed playing every single one of these. We've just gotten to the point with our collection that if we want to keep it reasonably sized, we have to make harder and harder decisions. Every single month that we remove games, the overall quality of the collection gets a little bit higher, which means every single month, the cull threshold to remove games from the collection uh, goes up a little bit as well. So that's a good sign for the quality of the collection, but it's a bad sign for some good games that are no longer going to be hanging out. Uh, the last game is War of the Buttons, and this one I've been holding on to partly because of the designer. It's Andreas Stedding who made it, and I own most, or maybe not most, I own most of Andreas Stedding's popular games. He's designed a lot of games, and I've been keeping this one around because I really like him as a designer, but I don't actually like the game as much as I was hoping to. In particular, I played it at four players and really liked it, and then I played it at three, and it just did not work anywhere near as well at four as four. So I've been keeping it around saying, well, you know, I'll just play it at four players, and I just haven't really got back to it. So unfortunately, I think it's probably time to move that one on, um, which I've said a lot <laughs> for all seven of these games. Uh, now, the new games that I've acquired over this last month are Bytes, uh, which I also got with On Tour. Both of those were sent by BoardGameTables.com, the publisher, and I've covered uh, both of them now, actually, on Good Games Vlogs. Uh, I covered Bytes and, uh, very positively, and because of that coverage, the publisher reached out to me and said, hey, do you want a copy? And I said, yeah, because I was actually looking to buy a copy. And they sent me On Tour as well, which I ended up quite enjoying, and I did cover in a Good Games Vlog about a month ago. Um, I also got a copy of Lose on Rails, which I purchased. This is a Cube Rails game and it's got some really neat ideas where you have these uh, kind of a two-dimensional uh, stock market uh, as you are building out on um, the island. Um, it's got a whole bunch of things I don't really want to go into the details of. I'm hoping this one will uh, win a Patreon poll to get a playthrough made, but so far it doesn't seem like it's that competitive compared to some of the other games that are currently on the poll. Um, I am looking forward to playing it, though. I've played it once online and then a big gap of time happened before I had an opportunity to make a good games vlog to the point where I didn't feel super confident talking about it because it had been like five or six weeks. So I've just been saying, well, I enjoyed that first play. I will play it again. And after I play it again, that's when I'll cover it on a good games vlog because I'm sure it'll be there uh, because I enjoyed the first play so much, or I say I'm sure, I guess the second play could crash and burn, but either way, I feel pretty confident. Um, the next game I picked up is Merchant's Cove, which was sent to me by the publisher, and um, as I, I believe briefly mentioned earlier, that one's currently set up on my table just out of the camera view, and I will be filming this tutorial later on today. It's a sponsored tutorial, and hopefully in a couple of days this will go out. It's an asymmetric medium-weight Euro game where, uh, where every single player has their own game that they're playing, like unique rules, think um, games like Vast <laughs> and Root kind of uh, asymmetry in a Euro game. Uh, so there's a lot to teach. Um, the base game is pretty simple, but each of the players has different stuff going on. Uh, so I'm not intimidated to teach it, but there's definitely quite a bit there. It's taking up a significant por portion of my table space. Um, now, uh, the final one that I acquired was Sheepy Time, which I gotta be honest, I did not know anything about before it showed up on my doorstep. This was sent to me as a press copy from AEG Games. It appears to be a sheep-themed push-your-luck style game with cards. Um, it's still in shrink. I, I do want to give this one a shot. Um, now that I'm actually playing games with people in person, I think that's somewhat likely to happen, uh, but uh, I don't know anything more about it than that. So yeah, uh, I actually removed more games than I added to the collection this month, which is good considering, again, we have these massive piles of games around the house. Uh, we keep saying we're going to buy a new board game shelf, which should help things. And I keep 
putting off doing that. So I really need to spend some time researching that. Uh, either way, the final segment is going to be the upcoming schedule. Uh, and this is just where my thoughts are for the next few weeks. Um, every single one of these could potentially change, although the, the sooner it is to happen, the less likely it is to change. Uh, this week in particular, uh, I am planning on putting out the tutorial for Merchant's Cove. Um, that'll probably be the Friday or Saturday this week. And then looking on to week 23, um, I am planning on doing another Games Radar vlog. Um, as is usual for me, it takes me about two to three months to get around to these, and I think it's been about two months. So I'll be um, putting that one out at the beginning of the week. And then I'm also hoping to put out one of the two Patreon-sponsored tutorials um, that week. And I can't tell you what it is because the voting right now is really contentious. Um, I always do two of them in the month, and right now three games are within one vote. So those three games are Airland and Sea, Dual Gauge, and... Uh, Umbra Via. So two out of those three games will have sponsored tutorials uh, from Patreon made this month. I just, I'm not sure which one is going to fall off. Um, if uh, I end up doing the dual gauge one, I will very possibly actually film it with one of the new maps. Um, there is a new map pack that just released like literally, I think yesterday, and I bought it immediately and I got a shipping notification today. So I think it's already on its way over to me. Um, so I can't, promise to that. And honestly, dual gauge might end up being the third place out of those, which means it won't happen, but we'll just have to see. Uh, one of those three games will likely go out uh, in week 23, which is next week. Um, and I will also do my live Q&A that week. Uh, that's going to happen on Thursday, June 10th at 3 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, which is going to be 10 p.m. Uh, GMT. And that one is hypothetically going to be live, live with the chat on screen. And I'm hypothetically not going to edit it afterwards, as I talked about earlier. I'm a little intimidated by it, but hey, I'll give it a shot next week. Um, looking on to week 24, um, I'll be putting out a sponsored tutorial for Dino Docus, which is a dino creation game with a bunch of cards. Um, I'll be putting out the other Patreon sponsored tutorial, whichever that ends up being. And then I will potentially be putting out a sponsored tutorial for Iberian Railways. Um, that is a Cube Rails game that's um, being republished by Rio Grande Games. And um, don't quote me on this um, because I don't actually have the copy here just yet. But hypothetically, I am going to be putting that out in June, either that week or the week after. Although it's possible it could get pushed back to July. Uh, I'm hoping it'll happen then. So this is kind of a, a tentative one on the schedule. Uh, after that, in week 25, I'll be putting out a sponsored tutorial for Rat Queens, which is coming from Deepwater Games. And I'm pretty excited about that because it's the first time I'm professionally working with Deepwater Games. They reached out to me. The game looks pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'll learn a lot more about it once it arrives. I skimmed the rulebook enough to say, yeah, I think I want to cover this this game, and uh, I'll dig into it in a week or two. Um, I am also planning on putting out a tutorial for the next Valor and Villainy game, which is Ludwig's Labyrinth, I believe, uh, which is a standalone sequel to Valor and Villainy, although it's a fully cooperative game instead of being one versus many. So it looks very familiar, but there is definitely some new stuff going on there. And honestly, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say, so <laughs> you'll learn more about it in a few weeks. Um, now, that's also the week I'm planning on putting out my top 10 list for Rondell games. And I am hoping to do this live, so I will announce the specific date once I get closer. I'm planning on doing this late at the end of this month because I want to spend the next three weeks playing some Rondell games I haven't been able to play, just for various reasons, that I feel like I should 
try before I make a list like this, like Navigador and um, what's the other one? Shipyard are two in particular, and there are some other ones that I feel like I should give a try to before I make a list like this. Um, now in week 26, I'm planning on putting a sponsored tutorial out for Soul Raiders and then an update vlog again for July. Uh, now, I didn't mention a good games vlog. I'm hoping to work that in at some point. As you can see, that is a pretty um, full month, <laughs> and I mentioned in the updates that I've been doing a bad job of getting ahead. So hopefully I can actually pull all of this stuff off. I feel confident that I'll be able to, but I do need to stay on task in order to pull that off. Uh, either way, that is going to bring the upcoming schedule to a close as well as this vlog. I'm certainly looking forward to playing more live games over this next month. And I also have some um, online games of different things set up as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to June overall. Uh, I also have some friends coming in who uh, like to play board games as well. So I think it should be a good four weeks. And um, hopefully <laughs> I actually pull all this stuff off and I have lots of good things to say in the update vlog for July.